Welcome to the Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. The Safe Haven Podcast is a space for you to be real, raw, emotional, vulnerable, hilarious, and or completely carefree. This podcast offers a space for stories to be shared about the lights and darks, highs and lows of life in a judgment-free zone. Join me and my powerful guests as we dive into a variety of conversations and topics. Listen from where you are, as you are. Think, laugh, and cry along with us, whether you're in your car, in your kitchen, chasing your kids, running your business, caregiving for someone that you love, getting a mani-pedi while you're in the hospital, a treatment center, sitting on the deck, on the dock, or out for a run. These weekly stories and messages will hit you right in the heart, fill up your cup, and recharge your spirits. Joining me today, TGIT style, is me, just me. Hey guys, I am recording from Bali. I'm in Changu in Bali. I'm at my friend Juliet's house and I have so many fun updates. But, you know, you gotta practice what you preach. And I didn't intend on actually, you know, starting off this recording this way, but let me tell you where I'm at. Honestly, 10 minutes ago, I was so frustrated. I had tears in my eyes because I have been experiencing some troubles and some static and some background noise that I have watched every freaking Google video or YouTube video about how to fix. And it's, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Um, You know, for those of you, my lovely listeners who have been following along, you know, since episode one, thank you. You know, I've, I've been very open and very honest about how I just decided to dive into this podcast, dive into the recordings, dive into the guests, and to jump in with this rudimentary setup that I have, honestly, which is this new MacBook Pro that I bought to, you know, update the 11-year-old sucker that I had for a while. And uh, and then I've got this borrowed Yeti Blue microphone from Cole. Thank you, Cole. Cole, I'm not pissed off at you because I'm having some static issues just throwing that out there. I'm just frustrated because, you know, I had, um, you know, three, four... Uh, recordings that were lined up that I was going to be doing in Bali and so when it came around for TGIT I thought this is great you know I've got some quiet places that I can sit and I can give an update about my trip and getting to Bali and you know how things are going what I've got lined up for my time here blah 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 and so it's actually 8 13 in the morning Chenggu Bali time you know so it's uh It's actually my Thursday morning, which is really cool. So for those of you that are actually going to be listening to this on your Thursday morning, good morning. But I did not expect to spend the last hour and a half trying to figure out why the hell there was static and background noise on this microphone and in the recording. So I'm going to be real. Guess what microphone I'm using right now? My Apple headphones. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So I just got to a point where I literally just said, you know, F this. I, I, I have so much that I want to share and get out and this is ruining my morning. So I'm not going to give this stupid little static noise the power to completely wreck my day or steal a day from me in Bali. So I'm sitting here on a bed that is beautiful. It's just outside of the pool in this lovely little pool house. And I am going to enjoy the rest of my morning just chit-chatting with you guys about how things have been going. And I promise that before I try and get the rest of these recordings done, you know, while I'm in Bali with my other guests, I will do my best to get some decent sounding recordings out to you. And, you know, 
really, let's get real. If it comes down to it, I might have to just sit side by side with my guests and record on these lovely Apple headphones. <laughs> it's getting the job done. I appreciate everyone's patience and the feedback. And another fun update, actually. I just counted. There are listeners. Guys, I'm not bragging. I'm just excited. There are listeners in 41 countries around the world. And even though there isn't a significant download rate or download number, and I've got some very consistent listeners, the fact that there are 41 countries or that people have, you know, even if they've been traveling around and it's been downloaded in 41 countries around the world makes me want to burst with excitement and gratitude. So thank you. And if I could just ask one favor from anyone who's listening to this lovely TGIT drop today, can you tell one person, just one, you don't even have to tell two. You can if you want, but you don't have to. I would just really love it if you told one person. Uh, and someone actually asked me last week, they're like, well, you know, it's growing so organically. It's growing so naturally, you know, go with that. And that's where I have the faith in the fact that this is growing so naturally and so organically because for every release that I have, whether it is just a TGIT and I might be in someone's hometown or a place that they've visited or I might be talking about something that, you know, they've experienced or that they've done or... If, you know, I have a guest that their episode goes live, then their network is learning about the Safe Haven podcast. So again, this is where the faith that I have resides is just knowing that it is naturally and organically growing around the world. But now knowing that it's been in 41 countries or has been listened to or downloaded in 41 countries around the world, my extra excitement comes from the fact that still, and it's going to continue, my listeners and guests are connecting. The fact that I have listeners around the world that are reaching out, whether it's via email, uh, Instagram, Facebook, seeing them in person. You know, I still have people uh, back in Halley or now in Van that are, you know, meeting up with different people or, hey, are you so-and-so? Oh my gosh, I listened to your podcast. It was wicked. I really resonated with this, 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 or you inspired me to do this, 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 or I've made a big change in my life because of you. That is is so beautiful to me and that just makes my heart sing so thank you thank you thank you and actually so what had happened last week I guess kind of during the same conversation was I mentioned something about how I just wanted it to keep growing and again I don't want this to grow for me I want this to grow because I'm already seeing the beautiful effects that are happening or you know as a result of these stories that are being shared and the the beautiful connections that are now being made globally and People are starting to feel less alone in certain situations, and that makes me happy. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you could tell one person about this today, I'd be stoked. I don't even care who it is. As long as they have the capability, I guess, of listening to a podcast. I mean, if you want to tell your dog or your cat, do it. But um, if they actually could listen to the podcast or download, subscribe, rate, all that fun stuff, that would mean the world to me so that we can keep this beautiful you know, network and family growing around the world. So yeah, guys, I'm in Bali. Let me tell you about some exciting things that happened on my way here. Huge shout out first to Jessica Lee, one of my besties, because she housed me for my last week just before I got to Bali last week. She actually took me to the airport on Friday and I pretty much lost my Saturday because, you know, for those of you that have traveled around the world and, you know, you're basically up in the air, you're traveling through different time zones. Sometimes you lose a day and you never get it back, but that's okay. So I lost my Saturday and I arrived here to Bali on Sunday. 
So Jessica, thank you for last week and for looking after me and putting a roof over my head and giving me a space to sleep. I love you. Uh, and we also got into some super great chats, which I'll also get to later, I think. I don't really have notes. I just kind of am going go mode like I usually do. I'm usually just in go mode all the time unless I'm sleeping. So I got to the airport, thank you Jessica, on Friday and was early and I was all fired up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Bali, check-in only, not check-in, carry-on. Man, I made that mistake last time. So carry-on only, I'm thinking I'm just going to whiz right through here. Hong Kong Airlines, you know, I'm thinking just pretty generally, you know, there's that you know, 10 K G limit on your, on your carry on bags. So I was like, I got this licked. Sure enough. I set it on the scale. Uh, you know, it was 10.1. I'm like, look at you go, Amanda. High five to you. And she's like, Oh, you're over. I'm like, by 0.1, give me a break. I'm awesome. I can just, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I could take out a pen and, she, and you know, be within this limit. She's like, no, sorry. Our limit is actually seven kilos. Damn it. So she's like, well, you can check it. And I'm, it's not that I was even hesitant about checking it because I knew that I had actually had checked in bags with this particular booking. But I thought, no, I just want to rip through the airport like I did at the, you know, um, for my UK trip. Remember, I was so stoked about that. Nope. So I had to check this bag, whatever. I had all of the important stuff in my Percy bag thing that had the staticky mic and my MacBook Pro and all the cords and cables and my phone and passport and all the fun stuff that I really needed. So we got that covered. First world problems, guys, right? I know this. Away I went. And because I was early, thank you, Jessica, for getting me to the airport like we split, I just chilled out. And it was actually really nice just to have some time just to reply to some emails, uh, you know, look look at the, the weather, like what I was going to be expecting when I got to Bali, and listen to a few recordings over the last few weeks that I just hadn't really had the time to sit down and actually listen to. So that was quite nice. I even started reading a new book that I am book clubbing with a new buddy, and I don't know how far this buddy is in their book, but it's a great book. It is called Everything is, well, it's called Everything is Fucked by Mark Manson. It's part of my French, but that's what it's called, and it's great. And for those of you that don't know Mark Manson or his writing style or anything like that, he's great. He's got a really fabulous blog that is addictive to jump into and to start reading. He writes not only does he write well, um, it's almost like you're just listening to him, you know, either tell you a story or share an opinion or a perspective or something like that. Uh, he can be a bit flippant in his writing as well, but it's real. And I, I love it. It's, um, it's generally a pretty quick read, but it's really thought provoking. So fun book to jump into. If you've read or if you have had any interest in reading, uh, reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, that's a great place to start too. It's got some really interesting thought provoking ideas uh, and things that you can really kind of start to implement into your own day-to-day -day or your thought processes and whatever. So yes, very much enjoying that. I also have two other books that I'm hoping to crack off, which I will crack off. I'm going to check those off my Bali list while I'm here. Uh, the Alchemist and then I need to finish uh, Girl Stop Apologizing Bay by the one and only Rachel Hollis. Okay, yes, I'm sorry. I'm jumping all around guys. I'm excited and I'm happy that this is actually going to work for you with these lovely Apple headphones. Uh, yeah, so I got to Bali. Guys, I got to the airport. The flights were great. Even though I had to check my bag and I was like, oh, you, Hong Kong Airlines, are not my besties right now. The food was dynamite. My seat buddies were great. I had more than ample leg room. 
slept like a log on the plane. I'm very good at sleeping on planes and don't fight me, but I didn't move for 12 hours. I didn't even get up to go pee or stretch my legs. I know people, you know, say that you need to get up and move your legs for circulation, but guys, I was tired and my seat buddies were also sleeping during the times that I might've wanted to get up and move around and I just didn't have to pee. I don't know if that's weird, but that's what happened. So yeah, for 12 hours, I, I tried to watch Inception. I've seen it twice already, but you know, I was kind of flipping through this little cool screen thingy that I had in front of me. And I'm not usually one to actually watch movies uh, just in general. I really don't watch much TV. But um, there were minimal documentaries, which I would have been super keen on watching or things that I really had much of a brain bandwidth to really actually connect with on the um, from the menu, but whatever. Um, I had lots of time to read and I was writing again, which feels so good. And... Actually, so when I started watching Inception, I just wasn't super stoked on the sound that was actually coming out of the headphones. So I said, nah, forget this. My attention span just was in squirrel mode and I just got on to other things. So yes, flights were great. I ended up staying in Hong Kong for about uh, three, three and a half hours-ish for a layover. And no, I did not see um, any of the the protests that were going on, a lot of people had asked me that. They're like, oh my gosh, you were just in Hong Kong. Did you see anything in the airport? No, I didn't because it was just a, um, a stopover. So I didn't actually have to leave and then recheck in bags. If I had have ended up in arrivals, yes, I would have had to, or I would have seen that, but I did not. So no, I did not. And all is well. I am safely in Bali. Then the flight from Hong Kong to Bali was about four and a half, five hours ish. And I flew in at night about 1230 in the morning ish to this little beautiful twinkling city and I just felt so happy. Juliet, who I'm staying with, who I'll tell you all about in a moment, uh, it was great. So she had helped me set up a driver. I felt so fancy showing up at the airport and I felt bad actually because I I'd kind of had this guy waiting because I hears me thinking that I was just going to be going through with, you know, carry on bags, but I had to check my bag because I was 3.1 kilos over. Whoopsie. And so I went, you know, I went through, uh, through, um, immigration and customs and whatever, which was actually an additional hour and a half. I could not believe how many hundreds of people were actually standing in these lines to go through, I don't know, three or four people, um, you know, at, at immigration. So that was quite the process, but all good, made it safe, happy. And then I uh, just had to, you know, show your sheets and whatever at, um, that you were filling out at customs and away I went. So Juliet, rock star, legend, great friend. I'm so happy to have you and I'm so happy to be staying with you. Uh, had helped me set up a driver. Yeah, so fancy pants Amanda arrives in Bali and has a driver. So after I get through, uh, you know, immigration and customs and whatever and I walk through and there's hundreds of drivers that are holding up those pieces of paper, you know, that say a bunch of different names or... Uh, you know, surnames or first names or whatever. And I just start smiling because I'm like, yes, one of these is for me. So I'm like looking through, I'm looking through all of these names and these pieces of paper and whatever. And I'm not exaggerating that there are hundreds of these, you know, eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper or little whiteboards like bouncing around. And, you know, some people certainly look like they've been sitting there for a long time waiting for their people to come through. And poor Wyan had actually been, you know, probably an hour hanging out holding this sign that I spotted that said Amanda in big block letters and my smile you can probably hear it now it was as big if not bigger you know when I finally made eye contact with them and I just kind of smiled and I nodded and 
he's like, oh, hi. <laughs> you know? So uh, I met up with him and um, super sweet dude. And he drove me to Juliet's house. And fun fact is that Juliet wasn't actually here when I arrived because she had spent the weekend in Hong Kong with some girlfriends uh, for a birthday weekend. And so when I arrived here, she's so sweet. She'd given me all of the details as to, you know, this is, this is where the house is. This is where you'll be sleeping. The door will be open. There's the, you know, there's towels in the bathroom. If you'd like to have a shower, make yourself at home, blah, blah, blah. So when I got here and, you know, paid wine and I said, you know, thank you so much. This is so great. I, I knew that I was in the right spot, but still at the same time, you're in a different country. It's nighttime. By the time I actually got there, it was maybe like 2.30-ish in the morning. And so, you know, I push open this door and some of the lights are on. And I know that it's the right house, but I keep kind of picturing, imagine it wasn't. Imagine I just walked into this house in Bali and it's not Juliet's and I have no idea where I am, how wild that would be. Hadn't necessarily connected to Wi-Fi. I could have turned on my data because I've got one of those, I don't know, travel plans or it's like 12 bucks a day, but I'm too cheap for that. I've told you about that. <laughs> so uh, I walk in and I'm like, okay, I look over at the shoe rack. I'm like, oh, I actually recognize some of those shoes from when we were in Costa Rica. This is definitely Juliet's place. I think, I really hope, or maybe someone else has pretty shoes like Juliet. So then, you know, I followed her instructions, which were to go up the stairs and then your bedroom is going to be the one on the right, you know, so she had said that she put towels out. So I kind of walk in. She'd also told me that this place, there's certain areas of the house that are still under construction. So that's kind of what solidified it. I was like, okay, I think I'm actually at the same place. So Juliet had told me what the Wi-Fi password and everything was. So sure enough, once I'd actually connected to Wi-Fi and the messages started coming in and she'd said, just let me know when you're there. So I did. And... I was so fired up. I was stoked to be here. So um, then I saw cats and I only saw two cats, but I was so excited. So of course I just sat right on the floor with these little baby cats and I sent Juliet a message. I was like, you have cats? She's like, yeah, I have five. So I might've actually arrived in heaven and then I, I couldn't really get to sleep, but I tried really hard. I think I slept for a total of about three hours before I was like, all right, here we go. Time to explore. And Juliet arrived that night. So this is all on Sunday. And it was just so wonderful to be reunited. I cannot articulate for someone again who has lots of words all the time. I have a hard time articulating my gratitude for Jules because, you know, we'd maintained some contact after our yoga teacher training in Costa Rica with Marianne Wells Yoga School. So we were in Costa Rica for December 2017. And I haven't seen Jules since. So to have maintained contact and just know that we have that, that friendship that can, you know, literally be on opposite sides of the world and maintain enough of a connection that when we just hung out that night after she'd come home, we had dinner together. She was exhausted after her weekend in Hong Kong. And then, you know, we just said, you know, it's time for bed. I'll see you in the morning. But my first day here was honestly just spent with the biggest smile on my face, walking around some of the streets around here. Uh, poolside, down to the beach, went to the grocery store, bought a bunch of groceries to fill the fridge, but I could not stop smiling. And I don't think I've actually stopped smiling besides my frustrating morning, which is like the first time I've actually been frustrated in a very long time. Uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been really, really special. I've already kind of started to establish a little bit of a morning routine too, which feels really great because for someone who you know, can be super spontaneous. I also really love a morning routine of some sort or a routine in general that just kind of keeps me, 
keeps me going. You know, it just kind of sets some structure to my day or my morning that can be as simple as the fact that I'm waking up within, you know, a half hour window. Um, I'm either working out or doing some yoga. So I've been doing that for, you know, 20 minutes, a half hour, even in the morning. Sometimes it stretches for 40 minutes. Um, a bit of a morning meditation and then I've just been coming out and I've been writing and it feels so good to be inspired again to be writing because I'd taken such a back seat with my writing and uh, blogging and reflections and whatever and so a lot of times while I've been traveling around the world since my exchange when I was you know 17 18 years old I really like to reflect <clears throat> and to deep dive into how I'm feeling and the things that I'm experiencing while I'm traveling or things that I'm just going through in life and it can get kind of emotional. I mean, there are times where depending on what I'm going through or who I'm missing or, you know, what I'm experiencing or seeing or, you know, sometimes like I think what really gets me too when I'm experiencing these new things is there's often times where I'm seeing or experiencing something so special or profound and I'm often experiencing it alone. And maybe it's just because either I'm, you know, not in a relationship, you know, for, for some of the times where I'm traveling or you know, the partner that I'm with at the time, you know, isn't able to be there with me or whatever. But a lot of the, uh, it made me really realize even just hanging out here this week that a lot of the traveling that I have done has been solo. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, it's made me really think about how excited I am, although I'm not chasing it, actively chasing it, how excited I am to really experience these fun, exciting, exploratory times with someone, you know, with with a partner. And yeah, I mean, the smile that I have on my face by myself says enough. So I just can't imagine how much more special things like this or exploring new places would be when you can just, you know, make those memories with someone. Wow, that got sentimental fast. Sorry. <laughs> that got deep fast. So obviously, like, I'm so stoked and I'm so, I just, I feel so whole and complete as me and it feels so good to be there and so to know that I am so whole and complete and not actively seeking someone to you know compliment me I just I feel so good about where I'm at and I so welcome the opportunity I guess obviously to to look into you know spending some time with another human being that appreciates and loves the same things that I do yeah, there you go. There's a there's a, a little window into my heart space. Also, some people were asking me, so like, what are you doing in Bali? You know, why are you going there? Well, definitely because for those of you that know me well enough, you know, I, I actively work through my bucket list. I think I mentioned that in the last TGIT, is that I, I actively work through my bucket list. I love, I love seeing new things. I love trying new things. And this time, you know, going to Bali obviously was on my bucket list. So check. But um, my adventure budget had a little bit of an adjustment because uh, last week before I came here, actually, the back end of my Mazda <laughs> needed to be replaced. So that was including, you know, um, suspension, a wheel bearing and brakes. And so, you know, dumping over a grand into my little white ripper back in Vancouver um, obviously has altered my adventure budget here in Bali. I'm totally okay with that. So actually on the beach yesterday with Lindsay, another bestie who we'll get to as well, uh, you know, we were talking about expectations and about how, you know, when, when someone 
asks you, where are you going? Have you done this? Did you go here? Oh my gosh, you need to go here, blah, blah, blah. Is how many different people have different ideas of what will make them happy on a trip or what their goals are for solo travel or, you know, group travel or partner travel or whatever, family travel. And for me, I actually like wrote down this mini cute little list about what my goals for Bali are. And instead of seeing all of Bali while I'm here for a couple weeks, the, not only just being here, but so much of my time here is just reflective, Amanda time, reconnecting with Juliet. I'm seeing Lindsay. I'm meeting up with one of Marianne's other students, Marilene, hopefully in the next two weeks. Um, I've already met through Juliet. I've met some really great people that we're going to go on some little tours around the island. But I'm not here to just rip around like an animal and just be like, I want to see this and this and this and this and this because so much of my personality and my energy level is so high and it just chases opportunities and experiences. And as much as, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, but you're in Bali. Like, you know, why wouldn't you do it all and see it all? Well, guys, I plan to come back to Bali <laughs> at some point as well. And obviously with the shift in the adventure budget for now and, you know, not necessarily having any sort of work lined up for when I return yet to, uh, to Vancouver, I, I, no one else is looking after me, guys, so I need to do it. And so during my time in Bali in my little list or my little goals thing, you know, it's an active goal of mine. I want to read three books. I haven't read a single, wow, that's a lie. I've read one. I haven't prioritized time to read. I haven't prioritized time to write, hence why I'm enjoying my mornings already so much. I've been, you know, in and out of my yoga practice. So being able to just re-solidify that as part of my morning routine. I've been in and out of my morning meditations. So to re-solidify that in my morning routine, you know, to take some time to, you know, do some editing. I've got some photos that I need to edit. I've got a heap of administrative type stuff that I need to be doing for the podcast that I otherwise wouldn't have had the time to do. So, yep, I'm going to be on a beach. Yep, I'm probably going to go and see the manta rays. Yep, I'm going to get a wicked tan. Um, and I'm, But I'm really just kind of re-centering myself. And, you know, I've had another conversation actually with, with Linz that we had yesterday was about the, oh, must be nice, must be nice to just take off to Bali for a month. That Those comments don't affect me like they used to. They used to really upset me, you know, but because I've learned so much about myself and about other people and about what makes people tick and insecurities and self-confidence and all of these different kinds of things, I'm here by choice. I'm here because I have allocated time and money to do this. I don't have children. I... As I've kind of joked about before, I'm clearly unfit to be a mother because I didn't even end up with a cat in the breakup with Brett. Brett, thank you <laughs> for taking our sweet baby and for looking after him as greatly as you do. Uh, because I am a little bit of a free spirit if you haven't put two and two together. And I like to explore and adventure and buy one-way tickets around the world. And I just don't necessarily see that stopping right now. So when people say, you know, it must be nice... I fund my own life. I might live on a few tight budgets here and there, but I've always thrived on experience and the networks that I make as I travel and the people that I meet. And I still look after myself. 
I'm still eating well, I'm still active, I still have my car, I'm still paying all of my bills, I still have my education, I continue, you know, chasing certificates and further learning and maintaining that growth mindset so that I can keep being just a better person, ultimately one day a fabulous partner. Um, if some guy thinks that he, you know, can can fit me <laughs> without trying to morph himself to fit me and we can just ultimately just fit together, which will be the dream. And uh, yeah, so I think um, actually, so someone had said, I don't know, they made a comment a little while ago about how it, you know, your, your parents must have paid for your education or, you know, your parents must be helping you out here. And this is another convo that, you know, as, as part of all of this with Linz and I yesterday was about uh, the bank of mom and dad. And I think about how there's this common misconception that the bank of mom and dad is always kind of in your back corner or back pocket. Mom and dad, I love you so much, but I also want to, you know, share with the rest of the world how my parents haven't just showered me with money my whole life. And I feel like that's maybe why I appreciate the experiences that I've been able to afford on my own even more because I've worked my friggin' ass off to do the things that I've done, you know, to be the places that I've been to, you know, they helped me out a little bit with my education when I was going through university, but I had five jobs in university and I friggin' busted my butt to, to get through university and to, you know, really significantly put in for my education and I, I paid for my own braces when I was an adult you know I paid for Invisalign by myself five and a half friggin thousand dollars which I would pay again and again and again by the way um, but a lot of the things that I have done in life or the certificates that I've acquired um, that's on me that's on me so the fact that I'm on like a relatively tight budget but I'm still in Bali is from life choices right so um, I I'm here because I want to be here and I'm here because I've arranged my life to do so. And I don't really want to dive in too deep into that because I know that there are certain, um, you know, certain circumstances or certain situations that uh, either allow or prevent people from making certain decisions and choices. Um, so obviously this is only me sharing about me. This is not, you know, sharing anyone else's perspective, but my own. And this is the life that I have been designing for myself and I'm quite happy with it. <laughs> uh, I really love it. I really love exploring and and that's that. Let's go back to how cool Juliet is. So I'm in Bali and I'm at Juliet's house and Juliet and I met in our yoga teacher training and we were in the same room. So there was actually six of us in the same room and we had a blast. And, uh, you know, having been in a very... Um, emotional, transformational environment for the two weeks together, you, you really click with someone. When you're on a yoga teacher training, well, I guess you would either click or not click in, in such an environment, but we definitely clicked. And our room was very lucky because we all got on so well. And I would almost argue that uh, our yoga teacher training had some of the coolest people on the planet all in one place experiencing these transformations together in such a beautiful supportive environment uh, not to mention it was in the jungle and there were monkeys and sloths everywhere which is very special and beautiful flowers and delicious food and a pool and a beautiful beach uh, basically heaven yeah 
So Juliet and I, um, you know, have spent lots of time together and it's been really neat now too because we haven't seen each other for almost two years to really reconnect with where we're at now. And even though we kind of have an idea or have, you know, Skyped or, um, you know, chatted on like the WhatsApp phone chat type thing over the last little while, it's been really cool to actually be here and to see her life and to meet her friends and see what life is like in Bali for Juliet. And she's traveled a lot. She's lived around the world, um, you know, She's had her ups and downs in life too, which I'm hoping that we're actually going to be doing a recording before she takes off again this weekend. And so that you can get to know a little bit about her because she runs deep and I admire her so greatly. And I, again, I can't articulate just my gratitude about being here. Linz is also here as well. And how cool for me to be able to bring full circle a girlfriend of mine from university who I stayed with for a little while while we were traveling in Australia visited again with her while I was in New Zealand. Um, Linz and I, even though we're like super, super great, great friends, we are pen pals. <laughs> and this is like, I guess for those of you that know me really well, you know how much I love mail. I love getting mail. I love sending mail. I currently have four postcards sitting in front of me that I am going to mail today because I love mail. And who doesn't love a postcard? Let's get real. And so it was so neat for Linz and Juliet to meet yesterday. We went down to the beach to watch the sunset. It was awesome. And Linz actually just finished her own yoga teacher training here in Bali. So for them to meet just, you know, helped bring parts of my network closer together. And that meant a lot. All of the conversations that, uh, you know, Linz and I have been having or Juliet and I have been having, we've been talking a lot about, um, you know, what makes us who we are and the different experiences that we've had throughout life, good, bad, ugly, beautiful, uh, you know, things that have kind of torn us apart emotionally or really broken us wide open to uh, new learning, to new experiences. And this got me to thinking actually about something that I had heard on a podcast, uh, Leanne Jacobs, she is a rock star. Uh, so Leanne's podcast, um, I couldn't even tell you what number it is. I think it's called Beautiful Money. Anyway, it was talking about transformation versus motivation. And this to me is so key because when you look at where Juliet and I met and then where Linz has just come from, and even, the, you know, having known Lindsay for as long as I have and Juliet for a much shorter time period, but I've, I've known them both on really deep levels or we've had some really interesting conversations about life and about who we are and different things that have helped shape us into who we are. There's this common theme of transformation and motivation. And this is going back just to that uh, Leanne Jacobs podcast. So the idea that transformation versus motivation, you know, that motivation, it comes and goes, you know, it actually stems more from being defeated or doing something really well, you know, and just maintaining that motivation or how if you feel defeated, you, you know, need or require motivation to kickstart yourself again. Whereas the idea of transformation, you know, it really alludes to permanence and that you actively take steps and decisions and make decisions towards your goals. I love this concept because being in such a, um, a transformational stage, I think even in my life, I think I've said it a few times too, even on, on my own recordings where 2019 is a huge year and I love it. I love everything about it. Even March was one of the shittiest months of my life and I appreciate it. I thank you, March. Thank you for breaking my heart. Thank you for making me cry pretty much every day, all day. I needed you. Thank you, March. 
but yeah, so motivation. When you think about potential failures, right, and requiring some sort of hope to move forward or a goal, and then you're feeling motivated. Whereas if we focus more on transformation and the idea of permanence through motivation, I think that that's where the keys are. When you think about goals that you have, think about the active steps that you're going to have to take to maintain the permanence in your change, right? So that you're not coming and going and ebbing and flowing with motivation or losing that motivation or gaining that motivation. Look at the steps that you can take towards, you know, the permanence of positive change. And I kind of feel like that comes back to that growth mindset and how the, the growth mindset, for those of you that are unaware of what a growth mindset is, it's instead of, you know, those self-limiting beliefs, it's allowing yourself to see a bigger picture, but to also see the positive in what's happening and to also reflect on how you could do better, how you could be better, you know, um, how these things are helping shape you for the better. That growth mindset is also looking at how you can grow, you know, or how even the most negative, hurtful, sad, emotional things that happen to you aren't happening to you, they're happening for you. And then looking for the lesson. So the growth in that, that growth mindset, is what's the lesson? What are you learning? What have you learned? This isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. And even if you think of the shittiest things that have happened in your life, if you're able to spin your mindset to think of, you know, why is this happening? It's more of like, what is this teaching me? What is this showing me? Or why is this happening to me? Why is this happening for me? Or this is happening for me because, right? So it's just, it's just, it's an interesting perspective just to put that positive spin on it. And that's been really transformational for me in establishing the permanence of the positive changes that I've been trying to make in my own life. And again, I'm only in control of me, guys. I don't have any control over anybody else. And I love to and now I'm seeing it, I see it all the way around the world, is how many cool people in my life already shared that, that positive mindset. Oh, this just made me think of something fun. Okay, there is this personality test. You gotta do it. I'll put it at the bottom of this link, um, or the link for the, the podcast notes. It's called 16 Personalities. And I was introduced to this actually um, by two people. One of them was uh, one of my girlfriends, Sarah. Love you, Sarah. She's my five, my one of my soulmates, uh, besties. I'm so happy to have her in my life. I feel very lucky to have you, Sarah. And so Sarah had sent me this personality test, um, as did one of these new cool humans that I've met. And when we were talking about all of this, it was, you know, you, you work through this personality test and then you have this new label <laughs> of, this, of this personality type that you have. So I am a protagonist. And once you actually work through this, you're, you're going to start to, to realize or to recognize aspects of your personality. And then when you start to know what other people in your life fall under, when you actually read their personality type at length, oh, it's cool. And it is so, so accurate. So definitely Google 16 personalities. Like I said, I'll put it at the podcast notes at the bottom of this and you can check it out. Very fun. You know, Sunday fun day. Do it with your whole family, your people, your besties, your partner. It's, it is a great time. I have thoroughly enjoyed reading through it and reading through um, other people's personality types so that you can actually kind of see, you know, 
it, it sounds silly to see like what you could expect from them because everybody is so different, obviously, but there are aspects of each one of these little outlines that are so dang accurate um, that it at least gives you some brain food, something to think about. And who doesn't like learning new things? I know I do. That's definitely the lifelong learner component of Amanda Lytle's little brain is that I, I love to learn. And, and I've even been kind of thinking about what other things or what other courses could I do when I get back to Vancouver? And I'm super keen on taking some workshops and some additional trainings even for yoga. Um, and I'm obviously not wishing my time in Bali away by any stretch because I already feel so much more relaxed. And I think the people that know me really well, they know that I'm, I can relax. I, it's been a practice. It's been a personal practice learning how to relax because I've always felt like I need to be doing something. Or, uh, you know, there's another conversation that Lindsay and I had. Man, we went deep yesterday. We were talking about lazy, the term lazy, and about how, you know, in so many different people's minds, even, even in, for Lindsay and I, is that being called lazy, that's a, such an insult, you know. Being lazy just has such a negative connotation to it but that there's a difference between being lazy and relaxed. So being able to relax is super important to recalibrate your brain space, right? To, um, to recenter, to reconnect, to, you know, bring yourself back to center. It's so important, but also knowing yourself and doing the work on yourself to know when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling anxious, when you're not being, being or feeling your best self, uh, you know, what does it take to actually recenter you? And, and how can you relax without feeling guilty or without feeling like you should be doing other things? That's a personal practice for a lot of people. Lindsay even elaborated on that yesterday about how, you know, she always feels like she has to be doing something and about how relaxing is very difficult for her. But when she finally feels like she's burning out, she's well past that relaxation stage, you know, where it's more of, you know, taking the time out of your day or out of your week to rest and to recoup, you know, if you feel like you constantly have to be doing something, you've now burnt yourself out and it's harder to recover from that. That mental fatigue, whew, danger mode. That's not, it's not a good thing. Hence another reason really why I'm in Bali is I'm, I actively carved out time for me. And I guess too, I'm not discounting <laughs> the fact that I have you know, more perceived freedom than, than many others, you know, or that I'm kind of in limbo between jobs at the moment or that, yes, I'm a teacher and I have my summers off. So please don't hate, <laughs> you know, don't hate because I've got some time off right now. Um, yeah, it's uh, because, hey, I might even, you know, decide to switch things up one day. Uh, I've got some big, big dreams that I'll probably share with you over the next several months of TGITs where I can elaborate a little bit on these beautiful visions that I have for health and wellness and helping network lovely humans around little communities and around the world. Ooh, I've got big, big dreams. I just haven't won the lottery yet. <laughs> Wouldn't that significantly change your life? Change mine, that's, that's for sure. But yeah, obviously you can't wish for money. You've got to make these decisions and make it happen. And no one else is looking after me. So I got to figure this out on my own. And although, like I said, I'm not wishing my time in Bali away. This is also a really cool time for me to just really think about what it is I want. What it is I won't settle for less than. And where I actively want to put my time and invest my energy. 
And that in itself is super exciting. I don't know if I've said it before. And for those of you that have already heard this, whether it's in person or on this podcast, I just get excited because, you know, I've talked about how 2019 is like one of the coolest years of my life. It's been the most transformational by far. Um, I've definitely had some highs and lows, but I think overall this has been one of the most transformative years of my life. And how, how pumped I am to finally say that so much of the work that I've been doing on myself and, you know, deep diving into what it is I want and what I need and what I won't settle for less than, um, also leads to some super hard decisions, by the way, you know, I've been, uh, in touch back and forth with Sarah Ritchie, love you, Sarah, about, um, how difficult it can be to make authentic decisions. Uh, yeah, ooh, because sometimes, you know, some of the decisions that you might make would have someone else's emotions or best interests that are tied into it. And, you know, having a gigantor heart like I do, you know, there are times where other people's feelings might be broken and that is not on purpose, Uh, but emotions are in play. And for someone like me, whose emotions run super deep, but I'm connected to them and I honor them, um, it still doesn't make it easy to make certain decisions that will influence other people, uh, good and bad. So, um, but, 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 but having said that, To be in a place in my life right now where I'm so content with my life and who I am as a person, obviously I still have room to grow. I'm never going to stop growing. Obviously I still have areas that I can do better. You know, I have my own insecurities that I'm working through. That'll probably be just a lifelong challenge in itself, but that's That's what makes life exciting is because there's always little challenges that present themselves and sometimes you don't even realize that you have an insecurity or that you have some confidence issues until a new brand new experience or person presents themselves in your life. Am I right? I think I'm right. So yeah, I think that's it. I think that that is that. I'm a bit rambly today, obviously because I'm just, I'm excited, you know, if I had that tail, it'd be wagon as per usual. Uh, The sun is well above the horizon now, and I am looking forward to a fabulous day. I'm going to head back down to the beach with Lindsay, and I really hope that this ramble on has, you know, been relatively enjoyable because I've really enjoyed it. (laughs) It's been relatively therapeutic even for myself just to kind of sit here and be okay with the the fact that I'm not using this beautiful Yeti blue, thank you, Cole, um, and that I'm sitting here recording with my Apple headphones. I hope that the sound has been okay. I hope that you have a fabulous day and that you can actively find some time for you this weekend, today, tomorrow, this weekend, next week. You know, carve some time out for just you and maybe deep dive into what it is that matters, you know, what it is that makes you tick. You know, um, maybe assessing your own level of happiness or what could you be doing to you know feed your soul a little bit oh I love those kinds of conversations they're just different obviously when you're sitting here having them by yourself but anyway guys thank you thank you so much for listening to me ramble on I appreciate every single one of you if you could tell one friend that has the capabilities of listening, downloading a podcast about the Safe Haven podcast. Let's keep growing this beautiful network of people around the world. 
Um, because yeah, next week coming up, here's a bit of a heads up as to what's coming. On the 12th, we just had Brandy Houston's release. So that was on Monday. On the 19th, so coming up next Monday, Jolene Thomas is sharing her stories about her daughter Olivia's awful allergies. Oh my gosh, that that's a really, really great episode too. Um, Danielle Meredith is on the 26th and oh my gosh, and then we're almost into September. Holy! So the 26th of August, Danny B, Danielle Meredith is going to be sharing the very, um, very huge contrast in birth stories between uh, her birth story with her son, Rome, and her birth story with her daughter, Naya. Holy. I was present for her home birth with Naya, so that is actually really interesting even just to hear us banter back and forth about that. September 2nd, we've got um, Sasha Fletcher, and she's going to be talking about, um, you know, dealing with depression and the importance of fitness in her life, self-confidence. Woo! And then onwards, oh my gosh, I could keep going. We've got Holly Bishop coming up, talking about, you know, creating the life that she loves, living on the beach between Mexico and spending some of her summers here. Uh, well, not here, uh, definitely not in Bali, uh, in Halliburton. When I say here, I still feel like I'm at home, uh, in Halliburton with uh, her family in her hometown. And uh, Catherine Barube, who is now Catherine Darling, is going to be sharing interesting perspectives about her life and wilderness work, women having lost her mom, uh, you know, dealing with the grief of that. That's a, that's a good little nugget to leave you with, guys. That's a, it's a bit of a beautiful insight as to what's coming up. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Safe Haven Podcast. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, share, rate, review these episodes, and comment as you follow along. Your generous support keeps the sharing and messages coming your way. You can find the Safe Haven Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Podbean. And you can also follow along on Instagram at the Safe Haven Podcast for the latest updates. Have a fabulous day, a fabulous weekend, and tell someone that you love them. Bye!